I just want to let you know that I have another couple of workshops coming up and back by popular demand, I am repeating my boost your immune system workshops because there is never a better time than to boost your immune system than right now. This workshop is a 90 minute workshop that will be interactive and will teach you five habits that you may have that are unknowingly weakening your immune system right now. And that might be helpful to know, right? Because when you know, you do better and you can start to change those habits. As well as I will be teaching you some great tools and steps that you can take to further boost your immune system, including a very simple supplement protocol that you can follow and easily implement right away. So I will put the link to register for these workshops. They're absolutely free. Invite your friends and family. I will put that link in the show notes. So please check that out at the end of the episode. Thank you so much. And I look forward to having you join the workshop. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am Melissa Dealey, your host of the show. And as we start out January 2022, I want to talk to you today about slowing down. So often, start of the new year, we've had a little break at the end of last year, we've set our goals, and we're jumping at the bit to get going and start the year and do all that we can. <clears throat> and sometimes it's actually better when we slow down. In fact, most of the time, it's actually better when we slow down. And I want to talk to you about that today. And hopefully by the end of the show, you have some tips that you can take with you and implement and just a greater understanding around how our brain and our stress signals impact our body's ability to function at a top-notch level. So we've been taught that multitasking is a sign of high productivity and those who can get more done are good multitaskers. It's considered a skill in the corporate world. At least it was when I was in the corporate world and it's encouraged. And yet the science shows that it is less effective than focusing on one thing at a time and getting it done. And this is because we, when we get into the zone of focus, we truly can get things done. And every time we get pulled out of that zone, 
it can take us 20 minutes to get back into the zone. So if you're multitasking and you're working on one project over here, you know, maybe it's your year-end bookkeeping and you've been working on that for half an hour, you're in the zone focused. And if someone else comes along and interrupts you, or if suddenly your brain is like, oh, but I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do that. Oh, I'll just look at my email quickly. You get pulled out of that zone and then you do a little bit of email and then you look at something else and then you maybe come back to the accounting and you can't quite remember where you're at. And it just takes you another 20 minutes to get into that zone. And you would have been far better off finishing that project before looking at email, before dealing with anything else. And so it may seem like multitasking is the way to get a lot done. You actually waste a lot of time getting into the zone of focus throughout your day when you have to keep going back to that same project and it takes 20 minutes each time. So you are better off time blocking your bigger tasks and projects and then turning off all notifications and blocking 45 minutes to an hour to do just that one thing that has to get done. And then when it's done, take a break, go for a walk, 15 minutes, you know, and then come back to whatever it is that you need to focus on next. <clears throat> and the reality is, is that one hour of focus time equals three hours of unfocused time. So you're gaining an extra two hours every time you give yourself that opportunity to focus. And just stop and ask yourself, how often do you give yourself that focus? Or how often are you interrupted and do you allow yourself to be interrupted? How often do you let your brain run the show and take you from this task to this task to this task or how often do you get pulled out of your focus because of alerts and notifications on your phone or your computer that make you feel like oh I have to check that message and that just breaks that zone of focus right you will achieve so much more in any given day if you just give yourself that gift of focus so most people focus um the best in the morning. And so plan your day around getting your biggest tasks or projects done when you know you are best able to focus. <clears throat> and I say most people because that isn't everyone. So if you know you focus better after lunch, then make that your time to focus in your calendar. And all of this is a little bit like the story of the tortoise and the hare, right? slowing down and focusing on what needs to get done step by step, easy does it, rather than just trying to rush through and get it all done. Because when we slow down, it will actually result in us accomplishing more in less time, as counterintuitive as that sounds to all of us. When our brain gets into that state of overwhelm, our frontal lobe shuts down. And it has a hard time focusing or even deciding what to do next. And that's why we have so much wasted time. We sit in that state of overwhelm, not getting much done. And you know all, you all know this state. We've all been there, right? So that is why choosing to allow your brain to slow down through techniques such as meditation, yoga, breathing exercises is so beneficial. 
it actually helps our brain come out of that state of overwhelm so we can get back to being focused. Now, I get it. In the middle of your workday, you might not be able to just start doing a yoga class, but you always have your breath with you. So you can always do some breathing exercises. You can always take five minutes, even if it's to go to the staff room, if it's a quiet time of day or to the washroom and just meditate for five minutes. There's so many apps on your phone, free apps, paid apps that have meditations for as short as five minutes. And if you're meditating and breathing, you just take your brain and body into a different state. You bring it out of that state of overwhelm. And when I guide people through just short meditations, as an example of this, when I'm working with clients, I often will do it in group sessions and we just do it for five minutes, not even. And I ask them how they feel afterwards. Every single time they tell me they feel calm. We don't realize when our nervous system is getting so worked up and we're in that stressed out state until we start to create awareness around this and do check-ins with ourselves and ask, how am I feeling in this moment? Am I feeling like I'm in, I'm in a state of overwhelm? Is that why I can't focus? Maybe I need to do some breathing. And in that moment, allow our body to calm, which allows our brain to calm so that we can then get into that zone of focus. So my favorite breathing exercise, and if you've listened to this show before, you will have heard this for sure, but it's just such a simple one. And I want new listeners to hear this as well. I call it five, five, seven breathing. You literally, you inhale for five, you hold your breath for a count of five, and you exhale for seven. And you do that for 10 cycles. And as you do that, you're actually signaling to your brain that you're safe. And your brain goes, huh, I thought I was in a stressed out state, but I'm breathing like a safe person. I must be safe. I'm going to turn on my rest and digest nervous system. And that allows us to come out of that state of overwhelm and into that state of calm. And when you do that for just 10 cycles, you can literally do that in less than five minutes. And you can do it anywhere, anytime, because you always have your breath and it's absolutely free. So give it a try. And the reason it works so effectively <clears throat> is that when, when we're in that state of overwhelm, our brain actually thinks that we're in danger. It doesn't know the difference between the danger of us being threatened by being eaten by a lion back in our hunter-gatherer days and the sensations in our body when we are in a state of chronic stress from waking up in the morning, waking up late, the alarm doesn't go off. The kids are, you know, being a pain in the neck and it's hard getting them out the door to school. You have a spat with your spouse. You haven't slept well. And now you're driving to work and your boss calls and asks why you're not there. And you have a project deadline that's just moved up by two days. All of those stresses stacking on top of each other, just turn on that chronic stress state, that nervous system is just rising up, peaking, you are feeling the overwhelm and your brain thinks that it needs to save you from a lion or a tiger. And so it's pumping cortisol into your body and adrenaline so that you can get to safety and it's shutting down other systems. And in that moment, 
your brain is not able to think about which of these tasks do I do need to do next? Because the only thing it can really think about is I'm in danger and I need to get to safety. And so it's, you can't get into that zone of focus. You need to get out of that stress state. And if you were running away from a lion or a tiger, you would be panting, right? As you're pumping your arms and running as fast as you can. So when we do this breathing exercise and you're exhale is longer than your inhale, your exhale is a count of seven and your inhale is a count of five, it results in your brain going, huh, I thought I was in danger, but I'm breathing like a safe person. I must be safe. And it takes you out of that sympathetic nervous system and into your rest and digest nervous system, which allows to you, you to feel more calm and allows you to get out of that state of overwhelm and get into that zone of focus. So that's a really important tool that you have with you all the time that you can use. And the reality is, is that many of us are living in a state of chronic stress in this do, do, do world. And that does lead to overwhelm. And then we feel like we already have too much to do in any given day and we can't get it all done. And as such, it may feel like an impossibility to even consider slowing down because then how are you going to get more done if you slow down? But the reality is, is that when you slow down and you get into that zone of focus, you can get so much more done. As I said, one hour of focus time you can get as much done as you would in three hours of unfocused time. So you're gaining two hours every time you have an hour of focused time. <clears throat> and I want to invite you to take a look at your average day. How do you feel as you go through each day? Are you truly living and enjoying your life or simply running around like a headless chicken? And now stop and think about how do you want to feel as you go through each day? If you are feeling like you're running around like a headless chicken, does that feel good? Is that what you want for every day moving forward? Unlikely, right? Because that headless chicken feeling is a feeling of being out of control and never getting it all done. And that doesn't feel great. So stop and think about how do you want to feel? You'd probably like to feel a little bit more in control. And like you can actually get out of that state of overwhelm, right? And I'm here to tell you that you can, but you need to trust yourself and to give it a try. If you don't give it a try, nothing changes, right? So what have you got to lose if you are truly honest with yourself? Is your current status quo working for you? And if not, then it's definitely a sign to try something different. So here are a few steps to get you going. Look at your to-do list because we all have them. And for each item on the list, ask yourself three questions. Does this need to be done? Does this need to be done by me? And does this need to be done right now? From there, you should be able to pare down your list because maybe that doesn't really need to be done at all. Or if it does need to be done, maybe it doesn't need to be done by you. Maybe you can delegate that. If it's something at home, you can have your spouse or children help you. If it's something in the office, you can delegate that out to a colleague. 
write the name down of the person you can delegate it to next to that item on your list. And does it need to be done right now? If so, if it has to be done by you and it has to be done right now, then maybe that's one of the top three things you need to get done today. But if it doesn't have to be done right now, then you're going to drop that lower in your list. Because I want you to come up with up to three things that you personally have to do and that has to be done today. Now, if some of these things on your list are long-term projects, then you need to break them down into uh, the achievable steps that you can get done in any given day, okay? Because if you're, if one of the things on your list is I have to renovate my house, well, you're obviously not going to get all of that done in one day, but you can break that down into steps. I mean, first of all, maybe you need to have some plans drawn. Maybe you need to be reaching out and contacting architects, you know, break it down into each step because you can totally make a few phone calls to have some conversations with different architects today to start choosing which architect you might want to use and, you know, set up an appointment to start working on getting plans drawn today, but you're not going to get the whole house renovated today. So I want you to make a list of the top three things that you have to get done today. And each of those things needs to be done within a one hour time frame. <clears throat> And then I want you to block that time in your calendar. Because when you block that time in your calendar, it's much more likely to get done. So if you're that morning focus person, maybe in your calendar, maybe you get to work at nine. So by 9.30, you can settle and you can block 9.30 to 10.30 to get the first task done. If you get it done in less than an hour, awesome. Take a break and you can start on your next thing early. Bonus, you're already saving time. If it takes you the full hour, great, no worries. Take a break, go for a walk, 15 minutes, breathe if you, if you want to. Come back and start the second thing. Give yourself an hour. Now, you, have, you may already have meetings in your day scheduled in, so you might have to work some of these hours of focus time around different meetings, but and it'll be easier to do if you book it into your calendar further out. Like literally just go in and block your calendar every Monday to Friday from 9.30 to 12.30 for the rest of the year. So you've got your three hours of focus time or even until one o'clock. So you have little breaks in between and lunch at one o'clock. And then maybe your afternoons is when you attend meetings because you don't have to be as focused in the meeting. It's more social potentially. And that's a better time for attending meetings for you. Maybe you can make that work. Maybe you have enough control around your calendar to do that. Or maybe you block two hours in the morning and focus time around a meeting, and then you have one hour in the afternoon as well. But you really want it blocked in your calendar. And then each day you can mark in there what the item is that you're going to do in each of those hours so that you focus on it and you get it done. When you assign the task to the time that you've blocked, it's much more likely that you'll focus on that task. And then turn off all your notifications so nothing pulls you out of that zone. Make whatever you're working on full screen so you don't see your email tabs or anything else that might threaten to pull you out of your zone. But even before you get to work and getting into your zone, I also want to invite you to look at your sleep. How are you sleeping? Because sleep is so critical to our optimal performance during the day. And the better our sleep, the more focused we can be 
during the day. So if you're struggling with sleep, then you also need to take a look at what can you do to improve your sleep. And in March of 2020, I did four episodes on sleep. You can go back to those podcasts and check them out. If you want more help with sleep, definitely feel free to reach out to me. It is an area that I do help support people because sleep is so critical to our health. I also want you to look at your nutrition, especially what you eat in the morning, but also what you eat in the evening and when you eat is impacting your sleep. But what are you doing in the morning? How are you starting your day? It matters to your ability to be able to focus. If you've started your day with uh, coffee and sugary breakfast, you're going to feel focused for a short amount of time, but then that focus is really going to wane and your, your brain is going to be asking you for more. And you don't want to get onto a cycle of a roller coaster ride of needing sugar and crashing, needing sugar and crashing. So having a more nutrient dense breakfast is going to sustain you for longer through your zones of focus. And I love starting my day with smoothies because you can pack them full of nutrition. In every meal, we want to be having two to three cups of fruit and vegetables. Well, that's so easy to do with a smoothie, throwing in some spinach, some kale, throwing in some fruit, et cetera, using nut milks and um, blending it all up together in the blender. The other bonus of that is that because the blender is doing all the work, your digestive system doesn't have to work so hard to break it down and absorb all the nutrients you've just fed it. Every time we put food in our mouth, 30% of our energy goes towards digestion to break that food down. But if it doesn't take as long to break down the food because the blender's already done a lot of the work, we're not losing that energy to digestion. That gives us more energy for cognitive function and focus. So what you eat in the morning and how you start your day is really important. And then also consider doing some functional medicine lab testing because that will show us where your stress levels are at in the body. And if you are someone that's been living in that chronic stress state, you could be starting to burn out your adrenals. You could be becoming deficient in key vitamins and minerals that the body needs and, and the brain needs in order to function at an optimal level. And your body can be coming out of balance. And when we run these lab tests, we can see exactly where those deficiencies are for you, where your body is out of balance, what your cortisol levels are doing, because they can be impacting your sleep, where your body might need help calming with some natural adaptogenic herbs while we bring the body back into balance so it can do all of this on its own again. Our fast-paced, stressed-out modern world has most of the population out of balance and depleted. Not only that, our soil systems are depleted. Therefore, a lot of the key vitamins and minerals we need aren't in the soil, so they're not in our food. So you definitely wouldn't be the only one. I see this all the time. And honestly, it is so much easier to rebalance the body when it's just a little bit out of balance than when it's way out of balance and you're burning out your adrenals. That takes so much longer to come back from. So if that's something that you are interested in, definitely reach out. It's something you may not have known about before, but functional medicine lab testing is very powerful in showing us what's going on inside the body, where those imbalances are, 
so that we know how to bring the body back into balance. Because a depleted body also has a harder time focusing. It's, it's not got all its engines running, right? And so that leaves you in that state, again, of overwhelm and not getting it all done and feeling like that headless chicken running around. The other thing that you can be doing is reading some books on this topic. So I have a couple here. There's um, Make Time by Jake Knapp and John Zaretsky. And that is how to focus on what matters every day. And so some great suggestions in this book. It's a really easy read. And like I said earlier, making that list of the three things that you have to get done today, not the 10 or the 20 or the 30 things on your to-do list, the three most important things, prioritize them and get them done because then you feel great about yourself. You got them done. You feel productive and whatever else happens in the rest of the day is is gravy in terms of getting things done. And you feel so much better than getting to the end of the day and feeling like you got nothing done because you were focusing on trying to get too many things done, multitasking and never finishing any of them. Been there? I'm sure you have, because I know I have. And so I follow these steps myself. For instance, today, the most important things for me that I need to get done are I need to record two podcasts and then I have my membership Q&A later today. So those are my three things that I want to focus on today. So I'm starting my day recording two podcasts for the month of January. And then after that, I'll go straight into my Q&A. By lunchtime, I am going to feel totally accomplished because I got those three things done. And whatever else needs to be done is gravy. The next book that you might find really helpful is called Do Less by Kate Northrup. And both books are excellent books. I highly recommend them, but I don't want you to just read the books and do nothing. You need to read these books and implement their recommendations into your life. Just like listening to this podcast, I'm giving you these tips. Don't just walk away and go, yeah, 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 I've heard it all before. Because if you've heard it all before and you're still in a state of overwhelm, you haven't taken the steps to take action to make some change in your life. So read the books, implement the recommendations, implement the recommendations I'm giving you here today. So you may notice when you come to reading Do Less, that step one above, the one where I said, make a list and ask these three questions to yourself. Does this need to be done? Does this need to be done by me? And does this need to be done right now? They actually come from that book. Because when I read books, I take the learning and I implement it into my life. So none of this is difficult to do, but it does take a willingness to implement some changes in your life. And so you also need to be on alert for your brain, recognizing these new habits and wanting to keep you safe and calling you back into your comfort zone. When it starts chirping at you with thoughts like, why are you changing things up? You don't even know if this will work. Why don't you just do what you were doing before? Because it's easier. You don't have to learn anything new. When you hear those voices in your head, just acknowledge your brain's opinions and gently let it know that you are taking it to a place of more calm and more productivity down the road and to just bear with you while you get there. Getting into the zone will also take practice like everything else that's new. You won't be perfect the first time you try this, but honestly, 
If you do this for just the next 30 days, you will notice a huge difference in that time as it becomes your new modus operandi. Next week, I'm bringing a guest on the show who has been there. She called herself Mrs. Overdo It. So join us to learn her story and how she was able to get out of that state and into a state of productivity. So thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to rate and review it and share it with somebody else that you think might benefit from the show. Happy New Year. And I hope you can find a place of more calm and getting into that zone of focus so that you can slow down but get more done in 2022. Thanks for listening to the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app. And let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.